In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the November 27th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at harpers.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm a Kaspar. And now, the news. In an unprecedented feat of biological alchemy, mm-hmm. Researchers have turned human skin cells into stem cells that hold the same medical promise as the controversial embryonic stem cells. Wow. The reprogrammed cells became capable of changing into nearly any type cell in the human body. That's amazing. Embryonic stem cells also have this ability and and may someday be used to cure degenerative diseases, grow new organs, and even replace limbs. I could use some new organs. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. President George W. Bush was said to be very pleased that the innovation might render the use of embryonic stem cells obsolete, but critics said it was too soon to tell whether the synthesized stem cells would prove as versatile as those from embryos. I'll say. Well, we really... could take forever. Yeah, we really are entering, a, a, you know, sort of a qualitative, quantitative jump in terms of biolo- biology and our ability to alter what we call human and uh, and all that really really so well duh duh like. an american nuclear scientist projected that the number of deaths caused by depleted uranium in ammunition fired on iraq would exceed those caused by the bombings of hiroshima and nagasaki say that again now the a nuclear scientist yeah. projected that the amount of deaths that yeah. it would occur because of the depleted uranium left over in Iraq, you, you know, would exceed those caused by the bombings yeah. in Hiroshima yeah. and Nagasaki. And that is going to sound like Martian to most Americans. What are you talking about? De- depleted uranium. You know as well as I do. The, you think Martian? The deficit dating. Well, no one has any idea that we're using depleted. They don't even. What is depleted uranium? Let me tell you what it is. It's kind of the byproduct of nuclear of our nuclear industry. It's the uranium when processed in a certain way, or plutonium mm-hmm. when processed in a certain way, um, or uranium. I said it wrong. I said it right. The well, first what's time. the problem anyway? The, anyway, we'll just have it, new organs. It's it's yeah. For- it's it's one of the densest. Ma- uh, materials known to man. In fact, it may be the densest. And it, 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 it no, no, Mike. I no, believe I, I believe I, I believe am. That's I know, the I know material you're going. between your ears. I see. I knew you were going there. Yeah. But anyway, um, so what it is? It has the ability to literally cut through metal. You can you can tip um, um, bullets and bombs with this stuff, and it cuts through the stuff like yeah. nothing. And uh, you're literally defenseless when these... When like a hot knife through butter. Like a hot knife through butter. And it also has the extra added benefit of when it hits. The target, uh, a fine mist of this uh, depleted uranium fa- goes into the air. People inhale it and die. If they're not killed by the, by the bullets, they they die. They, many of them get develop cancer and die from that. So. Well, and then it just stays in and the soil or yeah, wherever right, else it right. goes. I do believe that into the, the ecosystem. Everyone talks about the uh, uh, every, well, people talk about the first Gulf War, the Gulf War syndrome that affected all these soldiers. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, depleted uranium is at the bottom of that story. The environment in Iraq is now completely radioactive, says Lauren Moret. That's the uh, nuclear scientist. 
the genetic future of the Iraqi people, for the most part, is destroyed. That's just those, those are you know. Who, I'd, I'd like to look into Lauren's background and yeah. And well, I, I think we, we one of these I, wacky people, leftist organizations. We lose is, sight of the fact that this country has been under assault by the United States since 1990. Uh huh. Okay, that is we're going on 17 years of some kind of military exercise, much of which has been conducted with these hyper killing weaponry. I mean, this ability to yeah. At least 20,000 U.S. troops who were not classified as wounded during combat in Iraq and Afghanistan have been found with signs of brain injuries, according to military and veterans' records. These are the ones that weren't classified as wounded. Right. 20,000 of them have brain damage. I guess brain damage isn't getting wounded. No. Ah. You remember the guest who we had on who talked about a third of these returning vets had some kind of concussive brain yeah, yeah. brain injury. It was reported that in 2005, there were at least 6,256 U.S. veteran suicides. That's just in one year. And that was only in 45 states that they tested, too. They couldn't get the record in, in the rest. 120 every week for a year and an average of 17 every day veteran suicides. I think the thing that's going to happen with the Iraqi vets from this war is the same thing that happened to the Vietnam vets, which was... When they came back this, from... This isn't just... These are just veterans in general. These aren't Iraqi vets. Right. It's well, I think they're contributing to these numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not, and and we're only beginning to... This, yeah. We're only beginning to see these guys come home. And I think the same thing will happen that happened after Vietnam, which was as these vets came back, we saw a dramatic increase in violent crime in the United States, which led to the passage of all these draconian uh, laws to inc- incarcerate these people. And I'm not saying that all the Vietnam vets came back and committed crimes, but it did contribute to a rise in, in uh, violent crime in this country. We're going to see that again. We're going to see another wave of, of people who want to lock up people and throw away the key. And these these are the secondary effects of war. This is what happens to a well, warrior nation that is constantly at war. You get people coming back who are violent, who resolve their issues violently because they've been yeah. through this very traumatic right, you are, Mike. experience. We all know that. However, the problem with stories like this okay. is there's no, there's no second side to it. Which I don't is, know. Which is? Well, uh, how many suicides are expected for any group that's the size of veterans? Or that is the I, age I do, group I, or I whatever. do a lot of dentists. You mean a control, a control group of... No, I just know the comparative group. Okay. Do, do 17 dentists kill themselves every day? Yeah. They might. They might with the stress related to being a dentist. Yeah, so, you know, I wouldn't want to be looking in someone's mouth every day. And know that they're stre- more stressed out than, than they can be. You know what I, can I imagine, imagine yeah. seeing someone with a terrific periodontic disease at least once a day? And that, would, that could drive you off the edge. Well, it might. We don't know these it things. It might, it might, yes. All right. And, and, they, and they put these but, stories out on the wire without giving that type of information. So we have nothing to compare it to. Right. It's just like, oh my God, 17 deaths a day compared uh, to what? But again... We do have history of when we're in a war and the veterans come back, we do see an increase in suicides in yeah. that, amongst them. That you, these yeah, are, I, but, but there's nothing for me to compare it to, I so I don't know. I understand, and I, don't I think know. that's a valid, that is a very valid point. So. And yours is? Mine is based on history. My point is, is that we know that these things will happen. Yeah. We know that there'll be an increase in suicides. I don't think this is, it's, it's. During, during, okay, but just hear me out though, during Christmas. Yeah. 
suicides go up. I don't think this... Is that a reason to stop Christmas? I would say yes, but most people would say no. (laughs) Uh, Veterans come home, they kill themselves. Is that a reason to start defending our freedoms? Most people would say no. So, uh, in in my opinion, let's stop war and Christmas at the same time. Okay. But that's another, right. that's another whole story. The White House released principles for permanent Iraqi president signing an agreement with the Maliki government, mm-hmm. a joint declaration of principles for friendship and cooperation. Yeah. Did you get the word permanent Iraqi president? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it, is it is. It is. It is a. In fact, what we've all said all along was going to happen, which is this. You is, and I have said. Yeah, you and I have said that this is an attempt of the part of the United States to project its military presence into the Middle East permanently, as has been put by people smarter than me. It is a projection of the Monroe Doctrine into the Middle East. This is now ours, and we're going to protect it, and, uh, you know, the rest of the world can take a hike. That's the Monroe Doctrine? The Monroe Doctrine says that the, I, I, the, yeah. the, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it the Monroe Doctrine is more of a hemispheric colonial thing. Well what is yeah. what is the Monroe Doctrine? Well, that we were protecting uh, against this, colonialism at that point in time. We were no, because we yeah. wanted to establish our own colonialism in South Perhaps. America. Yeah. I think we oh, did. I think that okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, what happened? Yeah. What what did we do once we established Monroe? We took advantage we, of it. We certainly did. Yeah. We established a colonial. Yeah, but things presence things aren't always a conspiracy, Mike. I'm not saying they're Sometimes conspiracy. People this, slip into no, things. no. No, this if this was something that just came about because the Bush administration thought it was a no, good idea. The Monroe I would Doctrine. Say all I'm saying is I'm questioning your II, use of the of the Monroe Doctrine I, I think as it's a an comparative app, I think, to what's going on in I, I think it's uh, app. I think it's app because it says it says in shorthand well, it's, it's, what it's we're app, trying to But it's it's apt only in that it's a doctrine that that's trying to protect a certain area. Okay. To to bring the Monroe Doctrine into it brings a lot of baggage with okay. it. And right. it's foolish to do that. Okay. Every every doctrine that every president comes up with isn't can't be compared to another doctrine. I mean, it can, I can but but to just do one on one, you're as stupid as the person that no, wrote this, a, this article that said 120 people die every year. It's a principle that says that says the United States can project military power anywhere in the in the world that it wants and establish a permanent military presence. That's okay. It is an imperial. Policy. The Monroe Doctrine was an imperial policy, and so is this. Yes. Well, that's that's just a you know a, a, a leftist reading of history instead of a, a, a thoughtful reading of history. You don't think take any nuance into it. All you're doing is taking okay. your garbage that you get from KPFK. Why do you and, say and, that? I don't, I'm just saying. Well, it's true because you you impose this leftist. Uh, every it's us against them. No. And everything that we've ever done to protect anything has some sort of imperial power behind it. it Come on. It changes. History changes. People it does change. change. Things go into effect not because always because the evil ones are deciding out ways deciding think, ways even, to I don't even to, I don't to grip more of the world with their power. I don't think power. of it that way. I think that this is just Well, you a, did. You compared no. what's going on in Iraq with what was happening at the Monroe Doctrine. What I what I'm saying is, I mean, is, you could make that argument, but it, I'm just telling you right now, why bring it up? Right. Why not just say what it is right now? Okay, it might be imperial in imperial reach of our country. It is. It is absolutely. And I'm not even saying that it's evil. It, this is just what power does. Yeah, power seeks more power. That's what we are. We're the most militarily speaking, we're the most powerful country in the world. Well, anyway. and we are looking to project our power 
in in military terms wherever we can. And now, we, but I do is, believe this that when the Monroe Doctrine th- but, took place, our okay. projection of power was far different. Oh, absolutely. Than it was, absolutely. and and to compare the two is is misleading. Uh, okay. All right. The U.S. the U.S. military officials have accused U.S. military officials have accused an Iranian-backed cell of being behind last week's bombing of a Baghdad pet market that killed 15 and wounded 55 people. Right. So we're accusing Iran. Iran. Yeah. Yeah. A draft law that would ease restrictions on former members of Saddam Hussein's Ba'ath Party, a measure seen by the Bush administration as crucial to national reconciliation, was presented in Parliament uh, for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I have a... Okay. The Shiite faction quickly objected. They got crazy. They started pounding their tables, and they forced postponement of the debate. I just want to... There's a companion story, I think, that goes along with that story on the Iran, okay. Iranians and the marketplace bombing, which is that uh, U.S. military claims uh, that 60% of the foreign fighters in Iraq come from Saudi Arabia and Libya, okay? That's by the U.S. military's account that show the vast majority of foreign fighters are not coming from uh, Iran, but Arab allies of the United States. According to the New York Times, Libya and Saudi Arabia were the source of 60% of the foreign fighters who have come to Iraq in the last year, while American officials have accused Iran of aiding anti-U.S. militants. Only 11 Iranians are in U.S. detention in Iraq. Yeah. So... While I don't think that Iran are Boy Scouts in this whole affair, they're certainly trying to work every angle they can. Our allies are, are the country that we're allied with are, send, are sending more people to fight us. Okay. Good. Yeah. There you go. We need a little competition. All right. It's a free market. It is. a free market of war. Okay. Former White House spokesman Scott McClellan released an excerpt of his forthcoming memoir. Yes. What I, what I did... Uh-huh. I did it. Is that what it was called? Yeah. If if I if yeah if I if I lied to you, if you think <laughs> I lied to you, I did. The Which passage I, states that he unknowingly lied when he was when he denied that the White House aides Carl Rove and Louis Scooter Libby participated in the outing of CIA agent Valerie Plame. Mm-hmm. And he vaguely, vaguely confesses that Rove, Libby, and Dick Cheney, President's Chief of Staff Andrew Card, and the President himself were involved. Yeah. in his relaying of false information, but he stopped short of saying that Bush and Cheney knew they were telling a lie. Yeah, see, that's, that's, <laughs> always, the, that's always the way they get out from under this. He, he said what well, was the... Well, I there, mean... There is something to there is, that. There, yeah. You're right. There is the possibility that Cheney had no idea that yeah. what he was telling... <laughs> well, telling, I think, but I mean, in, in their positions of power, yeah. they, they should know. Well, that's, it, that's the problem there. That that does not work as an excuse for someone who is the vice president of the United States and has inf- information, uh, uh, intelligence. Well, well, by almost every account, this is the most one of the most voracious in terms of, of their gathering of information on U.S. citizens and, and everything else. This has certainly got to be one of the most uh, informed administrations in that regard uh, that we've ever had. Certainly Cheney is. His, his fingerprints are on everything. And to, to, to you know, to pretend like he doesn't know what happened, uh, it's just crazy. Right, you are okay. Bush yeah. opened an Israeli-Palestinian peace conference today. Yeah, yeah, in Annapolis. Yeah, 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 yeah. he said it was going to be. It's time to try. 
Because it's going to be a difficult time, but it's time to try. Is this guy... Condi Rice convened uh, the, the group of Middle Eastern leaders, but she forgot to invite Iran and Hamas. You know. Oops. <laughs> well, I think Hamas wasn't going to be there. I just thought... They were, they, were, they were busy packing mortar shells, <laughs> I were. think, at the time. They were working, you know? working hard. We must not view Annapolis as a failure, Iranian president. Uh, no, let's see here. Mm. That was... Uh, I, I inadvertently uh, stripped away who said that, but one of, one of the participants said, okay. we must not view Annapolis as a failure before it even started. Before it even started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, bang. this is, you know, I really thought this was a, a few days, and I found out it's a one-day conference. They've yeah. got 20 nations. <laughs> yeah. Let's have peace. Getting together. I mean, basically. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're going to have lunch, you yeah, know, yeah. they're going to, and then by the time they, you know, digest d'oeuvres. their d'oeuvres, a cigar. It's <laughs> yeah. time to go home, kids. You know. And you What's know, on Bu- TV now? <laughs> exactly. Bush doesn't stay up past 6.30. So uh, this thing is, I don't know what the heck they think they're gonna, is going to happen in uh yeah, it was reported that the conflict in Afghanistan has reached crisis proportions, Taliban's resurgence, and uh, NATO has said, well, the report has said that uh, NATO has to double its 80,000 troops there in order for it to even get back to not being in crisis yeah. anymore. Yeah. Trent Lott. But, but well, okay. don't worry about uh, Afghanistan because, oh, I won't. because there's a new study out that says that the gov- U.S. government is now has contracts out for work in Iran, I mean in Iraq and Afghanistan that have doubled since 2004 to the tune of $20 billion are now going to uh, private contractors. Almost half that money is going to KBR, which uh, used to be part of Halliburton, which is was a subsidiary of, of Halliburton, uh, Cheney's old company. So don't worry about a thing because that money is going to the people, the invisible hand in the marketplace, and everything will be okay. Of course. Trent Lott, he's gone. He's going to leave because you know, <laughs> you know so, the story here, this right? This is so transparent. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, so the, absolutely transparent. There, there is a law now about yes. to be passed that forbids a uh, someone in Congress from taking a job at a lobbying firm for two years. Uh, you have to you have a two year hiatus before you can apply for such job or at least take the job. Uh, right now, it's one year. Yeah. And and Trent just wants it appears that he wants to get in under the wire so he can get that lucrative job <laughs> in the lobbying yeah. profession uh, his, a year earlier. I think his resignation takes place is it takes effect like the day before this law goes into effect or something to that effect. I mean so maybe well, he did resign yesterday. I I'm not sure of the legality of it all, but yeah, he wants to get out of town. He's a businessman. He he's he, he wants to make millions of dollars off of off Right, of, you are. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. And who wouldn't and they asked him about it. They said, "Are you? Does this have anything to do with the new law or anything?" No, not a thing. What law? He, he said. He said, "I found out that most of the people make most of their money not in lobbying, but in consulting." <laughs> and so, you know, he's probably <laughs> accurate to say that. Yeah. So he is just, but he just wants to make sure all of his bases are covered. He's out of here. That was a good Trent lot. Oh, was it? Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you. You got to work on that. I'm working on it. I think. I think you could start doing cocktail parties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And here he is, a man. You know him, you love him, Trent Lott. Oh, come uh, on. Yeah. I kind of look like I do. Look, you do. You a look little, a little, little bit, bit like, like Trent him. Lott. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fearing that President Bush would once again use a congressional recess to install disputed executive branch appointees without Senate confirmation, Democrats convened the Senate for the first of four micro sessions. Just to make sure. Just to make sure. Yeah. They get together, they pound a gavel, they say, ain't going to happen. Yeah. And they exactly. go home. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. it. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Lebanon remains without a president. Three days after Lahoud left office, 
That was on Friday. Yeah. And his term expired, and they're, they're without a president. Which yeah. I, I would I would have welcomed that <laughs> yeah. here. Can we do that here? Can is that possible that yeah. we could have have that thing happen here? There, there's a whole series of interesting things internationally in regard to the U.S. Yeah, signaling signaling a rapid about face after last month's parliamentary elections. Prime Minister Donald Tusk pledged to end Poland's military deployment in Iraq in 2008 and said his nation would engage in more dialogue with its neighbors before accepting a U.S. missile defense system on Pol- Polish soil. Oh, Polish soil, yeah. yeah. So no, what's that was hap- a big deal. You what's know? happening to a lot of these U.S. initiatives around the world is the leadership will say, yeah, well, sure, why not? And But the people in the countries are just up in yeah. arms. They do not want... First of all, this makes them a target. Right. This certainly does put them in the line of fire if something bad were to happen, and I, I think they're not so happy with that. Australian Prime Minister yeah. John Howard, yes. one of President Bush's closest allies, was yep. voted out of office. Yeah, baby. The new Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd, who apparently eats his earwax. I know. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Nah, it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. The guy's got to eat his earwax. Who, kn- who yeah. hasn't? Who hasn't? You're, getting, you're a little peckish. You know, yeah. You're thinking, well, it's more of a, uh, of a picking thing, a nervous habit. It probably is. You go in your ear, you get some. What are you going to do with it? You look at it. <laughs> look at it. I look at it. Yeah. I'll look at it. I'll take yeah. a glance. and then, You might even smell a little bit. Yeah, maybe smell Next it. thing you, you know. No. Yeah, yeah, well, what the heck. I'm, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's better than, uh, you know, yeah. uh, than brine. Wonder you know, what eaten, this tastes like. It's better than pork rinds. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Rudd has pledged to withdraw Australian combat troops from Iraq and immediately sign the Kyoto Protocol on greenhouse gas emissions, leaving the United States the lone holdout. Yeah. This is after eleven years of conservative rule. Yeah. We got somebody that uh, might have a brain in there. They, well, he's. I'm sure that's going to be one of the very first things that happens. Yeah. Sign Kyoto, get the troops out of Iraq, and uh, good day, mate. Put another shrimp on the barbie, we're out of here. In Pakistan, exiled former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif has returned home and has announced plans to run in Pakistan's parliamentary election in January. He was exiled in 1999 when he was overthrown in a coup led by... Musharraf. Yes, Musharraf. Pervez Musharraf. By the the way, this guy's come back, and uh, he's not uh, exactly uh, sort of... Conciliatory. He, I think he said, "I will never strike m- any deal with a dictator." However, my deal will be with you, the people. Always a bad sign when they say those things. But the people, yeah, the people. <laughs> but 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 <laughs> I can see the CIA <laughs> ears going yeah, the, up right then. The people, people. Yeah, the, the jackals what? are loose. The jackals are loose. Ian Smith, the Rhodesian prime minister who promised a thousand years of white rule in Africa, died. Oh yeah. I remember yeah. him. I do remember him saying <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah, one of those guys. Uh, one of those guys. Anytime you hear a leader who, from a country that believes in you know uh, segregation and superiority of a particular race and says yeah. we will rule for a thousand yeah, years, yeah, you know they're not going to be know, around long. Not going to be yeah. around very long. Yeah. By the way, just before you and I know we're getting near the end. I just wanted shop, to see. Shop, drop, shop. Yeah, this was in the this was the front page. Of the Orange County Register, I believe on Friday, Black Friday. Shop, drop, shop? Shop, drop, shop. In light of us doing... What does that mean? Well, in light of the, uh, what would Jesus buy? Uh, well, are you supposed document. to shop, shop and drop? It's yeah, in the register. Guess, There's yeah, a headline that says shop, shop drop. What's yeah, the drop about? Uh, shop till you drop, I guess. I don't know. I didn't. I don't quite get that part. Are you supposed to take some sort of drug? <laughs> I don't know. But I, we were You're talking about this consumer shop? culture. If America is. You know, I had to try in, that. Yeah, shop. Actually, drug. I have. You have. I know. Yeah. You exactly. And if it did, if I do, it becomes a real adventure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. So I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. Shop, That's, drop, shop. Yeah, shop, drop, shop. 
Interfaith Rainbow Coalition Against Homosexuality in Uganda. You know those guys. Well, what the? <laughs> That's really... They protested a summit of British Commonwealth leaders in Kampala. I asked President Museveni to get us an island on Lake Victoria, and we take those homosexuals and they die out there, oh. said Sheikh Ramathan Shaban Mujabi. Okay. Mubaji, okay. of an earlier meeting he had with Uganda's head of state. And and then he says this intelligent line, if they die there, then we will have no more homosexuals in our country. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> uh, That's nice. Well, it's just, it just shows the level of sophistication that these people have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and finally. The United Nations Committee Against Torture determined the use of taser guns Taser stun guns can be form can be a form of torture and violate the UN Convention against torture. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen there? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what happens when they're used in uh, you know? Yeah, here in police. In, yeah, right? they yeah. use them all. That guy, up, that, that guy, that guy died in Canada. Yeah, the, the, this forty-year-old guy was. Well, waiting. that was at the airport in Canada, yeah, and ten, he was kind of throwing hours, chairs yeah, around. Yeah, but he, I saw the video and throwing yeah. chairs. Certainly need you know. He to, begged to be restrained at that yeah. point. No problem. I don't have, but the guy died. He's a 40-year-old guy. You know, yeah. just, that's it. Yep. You know, they have pink tasers now for women. Yeah, that's and, nice. and they're marketing them. I know. I've in, seen them. They have, I've, oh, right. They've been used on me a couple of times. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and Santa yeah. is uh, uh, selling them, apparently, too. Oh, tasers. is that yeah, right? Santa, oh, that's Santa, nice. That's an nice. ad. That's nice. With Santa. That's great. And finally... You mean you mean they're marketing it yeah, with a use, with a with an overweight tasers. old guy with a beard that that basically breaks into people's houses? They're marketing that a idea taser, yeah. with it, and you need a taser in case you see this guy. Is that the idea? I don't think that's what Santa's pitching it. Okay, I don't think I he's think pitching, pitching it that it is, way. No, no. If you see me coming into your <laughs> <Yes>. house, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> taser me. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Dead Santa. Dead Santa. And finally. Yeah. Armin Muse, yeah. a convicted German cannibal, was elected leader of his prison's Green Party chapter. Oh, you're kidding. No, and announced he had become a vegetarian. Oh, there you go. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.